0: Hello and welcome to Voices of District 303, a periodic podcast to celebrate the people and programs of St. Charles, Illinois Community Unit School District 303. I'm Dr. Jason Pearson, and I have the honor of serving as superintendent of schools. And today I will be your host. really excited today to have the opportunity to talk with some of our national board certified teachers here in district 303 Um, and as we get started today i'm actually going to have them introduce themselves so if you could just introduce who you are and what your role is in our district
1: all right my name is lindsay boynton i teach social studies at st charles north high school and i just completed my 15th year Um, And I am also a D303 alum. So I went all K through 12 in the district as well.
2: My name is Dr. Catherine McCleary, and I am an English teacher and instructional support coach at St. Charles North High School. Just completed my 17th year in the district. Um, And in addition to those things, I'm a club advisor at the school. I know Lindsay is as well. Uh, And I also teach professional learning classes for teachers in our district.
3: And I am Michelle Postrel, and I am a fourth grade teacher at Norton Creek Elementary. Um, I just completed my 20th year of teaching and my 14th year in District 303. I was a reading specialist for 10 years and four years ago decided to jump back into the classroom where uh, my true passion is.
0: Well, I really appreciate you joining us here today to talk about this really important program, the National Board Certification Program in our country uh, for educators. And um, I you know, I know that people listening may or may not have experience with National Board Certification. And in our district, it has been an important um, indicator for staff for as long as I've been in the district. And I think even longer than that. So this is now my 11th year. So we're at least in our second decade of um, recognizing and supporting teachers who um, achieve the National Board Certification. To get started, what is the National Board Certification um, Program, and um, what does that process look like when you get ready to earn the designation?
3: The National Board Program is really an opportunity, at least in the state of Illinois, to earn your Master Teaching Certificate, and that is achieving your National Board Certification is the only way. To get master teacher designation in the state of Illinois. It is a program that um, covers certification across all academic areas from birth up until past high school and it really looks at not only your content and your academic knowledge in your certificate area, But it looks at your teaching pedagogy and how you get to know your students how you use your data and what you know about your students to plan and assess and to revise and continue the process all over again anything you guys want to add into that
2: i think that um, one of the only things i would add is that it also looks at your reflectiveness as a practitioner how you collaborate with other people in your discipline um, maybe other classes or knowledge that you're taking on uh, at various activities you might be doing just to sort of better yourself as a teacher and how you're really also reaching out and involving not only students, but their family and the community in your teaching practice. And like Michelle spoke to using all of that data to really drive your instructional choices and your classroom environment for your students.
1: Um, I'll add for the process for me, Um, I'm actually a relatively newly national board certified teacher I got my certification in winter 2019. Uh, So I was blessed enough to kind of go through the national board process in our district with basically a mentoring program. Which I think was extra beneficial for me to have two nationally board certified teachers in the district kind of lead us through the process provide feedback in the process. Uh, which did not exist uh, when some of my colleagues went through the process. And so I think the district has really done a lot of work to help support teachers in earning this designation, which I really appreciate.
0: So you've already alluded to the fact that it's not just like showing up and taking a test and, um, you know, getting, passing like a board exam, which I think in some professions, there's something similar to that, but there's, there's a lot more involved in the national board process. And I think that that's one of the reasons why as a district, we find it to be so valuable. And I think our educators also find it to be a very valuable and rewarding process to walk through as you think about continuing to improve your craft of teaching. So um, could Catherine, maybe could you talk us through kind of what the process looks like from the moment, like you decide, I want to sign up and, and pursue the national board certification because it's a, it's a multi-month a multi-year some, for some people process to kind of walk through. Right. So, so tell us kind of about mm-hmm. how that looks.
2: Sure. Um, so I got my national board certification 12 years ago and Lindsay's right. It was definitely different back then. Um, It was just sort of getting started in our district and I signed up and thankfully I had some other colleagues in the English department at the time that were also going to take this plunge. And just by happenstance, we were lucky enough in that the the, um, leader of our department at the time was personally national board certified. So she certainly helped us a lot. Since then, our district um, has honestly done amazing things in terms of really built in mentorship, either through an actual National Board certified mentor and or just using your instructional coaches in the building to really help you as you think through the various components. Uh, When I signed up, there was the option to do all four components in one year. Uh, Since then, they have, I think, very wisely shifted that to make it a two-year process. Um, So I think when you first sign up, uh, it's great. You do get sort of some communication through Illinois State University. They are um, a statewide organization. They have an organization there that helps support people as they go about doing their national board certification. One thing they ask you right off the bat is, do you have a mentor and or would you like for us to sort of partner you with someone? And that is truly an area where our district just excels. I, I talk to people about how, we as a district build in professional learning if people want it and really encourage and support people every step of the way through, you know, choosing which classes to really think deeply about, thinking through um, which student work to analyze, brushing up on your skills, maybe for your content specifically, and just thinking through professional experiences you've had, all sorts of choices that you might wanna make Uh, to feature in this national board, because there is not just one cut and dry, make sure you just only do this, this, or that. There really is a tremendous amount of teacher choice in what you can choose to focus on. So the fact that we offer this in our own district and we have uh, support for teachers, that absolutely does not happen in other districts. So I would say very first thing, you sign up, you're excited, but then you are immediately matched with someone that is there to support you even reading through the documentation for how you need to go through the process itself is daunting. Um, and so to be able to have a mentor or a buddy to do that with you is phenomenal.
0: Lindsay, would you say that uh, being a more recent uh, participant in the process that um, there's anything that's different now or that you could add to, to the description of kind of how what the process looks like?
1: Uh, One thing that I know is different from the early versions to the more recent version um, is how all of your work is submitted. Um, So I remember very vividly my colleagues who went through the process early on, like shipping off these boxes of materials with all of their um, work together and probably like crossing their fingers that the Postal Service took good care of it. Um, Now the entire process is done online. So all of my work, all of my student data that I use to support my work was submitted online. Um, And Catherine is absolutely right that it was, for me, it was a two-year process where we did two of the domains one year and then the other two the following year, uh, which for me probably took some of the stress off because I could, one year was just all writing focused. And so that really, you know, I didn't have to prepare for the test at the end and the writing at the same time, uh, which really helped me kind of like focus on one area at a time instead of trying to do all four pieces at once. But the submission online is probably significantly more simple than it was early on.
0: So Michelle, could you talk a little bit about the four domains? What are what are the four domains that, that you collect um, evidence and kind of reflect on in the process?
3: Well, the domains are going to differ based on um, your certificate area. So I certified in early middle childhood literacy, reading language arts. Um, So obviously all of mine are going to be focused around literacy. So depending on your content area and your age um, of students that you're working with, it might change. But, um, you know, that first component is going to be um, your content knowledge and we call that your assessment center. And that's where you go and you actually go somewhere to take a test um, and you really look at your content knowledge. And I know for me certifying back in 2006, Um, My prep work as a reading specialist really had me had me set for that test like I was doing things that I was doing in my job every single day, analyzing data for students, um, looking at running records and analyzing comprehension of a text and writing samples I mean it was my job, so that was, um, it was a great compliment to the prior training that I had had in my master's degree. Um, Then you're going to have um, a component that's really going to be looked at on fixed on student data. So where you're going to have to um, compile evidence either over a course of a short period of time or a longer period of time, and you are going to have to show evidence of student growth. Um, there's a lot of the National board process that very much mimics our student learning objectives, our SLOs that we do um, you know through our evaluation as teachers in the state of Illinois. Um, so there's a lot of that work. Then there's going to be um, a planning component um, that's going to be looking at you using your student data to plan future instructions, uh, future instruction for your students. And then finally that last component is going to really look at, you know, your professional learning, your professional growth, your interactions with others, um, and just how you're continuing to improve your craft of your teaching. Um, And then a lot of this transfers over after you do certify and you go to renew in five years, and then you come back and you look at your growth and how you've continued to show evidence of these standards um, in your teaching practice.
0: So you're kind of alluding to the fact that there's a lot of reflection and, and evaluation and thinking about your instructional practice. Um, can you talk a little bit about kind of how this reflective process has helped you in your teaching?
3: I can start there. Um, I would say the reflect, reflection process of my certification and even my renewal, I renewed back in 2016, um, it comes into play every day um, with my students. I'm constantly, whether I'm looking at a piece of student writing or looking at an exit ticket in math, or just looking at even going down to understanding my iReady data a little bit more deeply. I can look at my data and say, okay, where are my students? What do I know about them? How can I classify their learning needs? And now how can I move forward? And I feel like from going through this process, It's not just when I look at my data, it's at the end of a lesson. You know, I get done with a mini lesson um, in Reader's Workshop and I can say, okay, this part went great. Why was why did this occur? And you know what? This part did not go well. What can I do differently? How can I change tomorrow? And I think it's putting myself in that reflective mindset and, you know, letting myself be vulnerable that I'm not perfect. I'm not going to be perfect every day. But I can take what I learned and I can make tomorrow a little bit better.
2: I can't say enough about how positive of an impact um, going through the national board certification process was on me, especially as a younger teacher. Uh, I, I entered into the district with my master's and that was great but I still had a lot to learn. And you can, I believe, take or go for your national board certification when you've had at least five years as a teacher and or a master's degree. It truly changed the way I think and changed the way I perceive students. Um, I think in terms of differentiation, really thinking about how do you reach those high achievers and then how do you also um, continue to meet the needs of students that might be struggling But when you videotape yourself and you watch that clip and you're truly seeing all the different moves you make that you're not even aware of what you're doing, no one can be, um, it just makes you think so deeply about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, So for me, it was truly a pathway to really thinking deeply about student voice and choice in my classroom and just really meeting students as individuals and not just planning one whole class type lesson.
0: Lindsay, tell us, why did you decide to pursue National Board Certification?
1: I really decided to um, pursue National Board Certification after I finished my master's degree, really because I love learning a lot. I take a lot of district classes as well. I want to be kind of a lifelong learner. And I also signed up to get my National Board Certification because so many of my colleagues at North had a really positive experience and I could see the change in them as educators. And so I knew the experience was gonna be valuable based on seeing my colleagues go through it. And so that really solidified my decision. Uh, In social studies, it's a little tricky because the national board certification is in history and I teach a lot of other social studies. So I did kind of have to wait for a year where I was teaching history to go through the process. Like you can't get national board certified at this point in like psychology um, or civics alone. So, that caused me to wait a little bit, but I knew I wanted to do it when I had the the course load that fit perfectly with the certification in my field.
0: What would you say to someone who was thinking about pursuing national board certification?
1: I would absolutely tell them to go for it, especially in our district. So many supports are in place. When you pursue further education as a teacher, a lot of those opportunities can be A little bit expensive, if we're being honest. Right, getting my master's degree was expensive, and the national board certification process I felt was just as valuable and was a lot more affordable for me as an educator. So I think it's a way you can continue the learning process at a high level within a reasonable budget too, which I think is important. You know, not everybody can afford to continue all of the educational goals they want if if the funding isn't there. So I love that this process uh, is significantly more affordable.
3: The state of Illinois offers grants for teachers and they offer um, a stipend that you can have, you know, the majority of your fees taken care of. And Illinois is, you know, one of the few states in the country that does that. So that is a huge um, plus for us as we're going in. And Lindsay, as you were talking about how you wanted to, you know, better yourself as an educator, it made me think about how this is really, it's almost like differentiated professional development. Um, When you go through this process, because we can go get a master's, we can take district classes and we can apply them to our learning. And all those things are great to help us grow as an educator, but this is what you make of it. And when you go through certification, you are using your students, your content from that year, your learning. So it's almost like you have this program that is tailored to exactly what you need right then and there. And I didn't, it wasn't until you said that, that it actually made me think about that. I hadn't looked at it that way before, but I'm like, wow, that program really did tailor to fit what I needed as an educator in 2005, 2006. And then again in 2015, 2016. And it's still, as I continue to, you know, use what I've learned today. So it's job embedded as professional learning that's designed for you.
0: Yeah, so Michelle, as you were talking, you know, it made me think about the way that we define innovative learning as a district, you know, it's personalized, mm-hmm. um, it is authentic, mm-hmm. um, it has responsive teaching, and it's competency based. And all of the things that you've talked about so far as the part of the national board certification process really has embedded in it um, what we value as a, as a school district um, at, when we're designing learning for students. And it's clear that um, the same kind of design strategies and approaches are being implemented with national board certification and and obviously um as educators you find it to be valuable and meaningful you talked a little bit about kind of your students catherine you talked about differentiation but i'm wondering what are some other ways that your students benefit from um, you being in the national board certification process and from teachers kind of engaging in this work
1: i'll share one thing specifically from the time when i was going through the process You do have to communicate with your students that you are going through the process of national board certification, right? Getting permission for them to be in your video footage and things like that. Um, And so one benefit I saw specifically in that time is my students got to see me as a learner as well, right? They knew that I was going through this process. They knew how hard I was working on it. And I would include them in some of the parts of the reflection, talking about what things we did that went well for them, what things we could change and work on moving forward. And so I thought it was a really cool experience, including them in the process. And even though I'm not going through it right now, um, I have taken some of those steps forward, even though I'm not actively working on it at this moment, really listening to that student voice in the process. But I think they thought it was really neat to see that their
2: teacher was still a student as well. I had a similar experience with Lindsay when they see you as a teacher being really vulnerable and having one of your colleagues follow you around with back in the dark ages, you know, a handy cam, like a camcorder. um, That's, that's a pretty awesome thing. I think for a group of of teenagers or even younger students to see, I remember one student after we had done that, you know, he's like, were you nervous? Ms. McCleary, are you okay now? I said, yeah, I'm all right. And he actually was saying, you know, kind of like how sports teams, they watch film to try to get better, right? Maybe we should kind of do that too. And then that actually led to a lesson where small groups of students kind of film themselves and then analyzed for some of the speaking and listening standards that we were working on. But um, it's just, there are so many different ways I think that it impacts students largely because the way that they have designed the prompts for these various domains or components you don't know, you can't get that information if you don't directly involve and ask your students. And I'm not talking about just their test scores or something of that nature, but who they are as people, what motivates them, where their levels of engagement might be, how you're getting to know them and their interests. I mean, you you can't understand that info unless you're purposefully asking them. And then when they see you purposefully asking them, and then you're modifying things in class because of their answers... That's tremendous.
0: So if somebody was interested in pursuing the National Board Certification Program, I under—I realized they could reach out to you directly, but wh- who would they need to contact in our district? Where would they go to get more information?
3: Well, I'm probably Michelle here. Um, I'm probably one of the liaisons just because of my work that I do with Illinois State University. So outside of being a fourth grade teacher, I work for the National Board Resource Center and I've been a um, cohort leader for first-time candidates. I work with renewal candidates now, but I'm on their leadership team, um, and I've had teachers across the district. I've had coaches who have reached out. I have, a, I have a teacher who's interested or who has some questions. Can I have them contact you? Absolutely. So, um, you know, people have contacted me at Norton Creek, um, and we've had conversations, um, but the Illinois State, I always tell people to Google um, National Board Resource Center, ISU, and it takes you right to Um, the website, and there's a ton of information out there um, about when Subsidies windows will open for the fall um, about potential cohorts statewide um, because you know if there isn't an opportunity for something in district we have um, virtual cohorts across the state and we have in person cohorts. Um, when I went through, I went to a cohort at the King County Regional Office of Education, and that's how I you know first met people in D three hundred three, and then you know was able to apply for a job here a couple of years later. Um, But we really, you know, get people going answer questions. And if someone's not interested in a cohort, we match them up with readers. Um, And for our current National Board Certified Teachers, we get them going when it's time for them to go through what's now called maintenance of certification, not renewal, because it's a five-year process. Um, And we get them all, all going for that.
0: Well, I really appreciate all three of you joining us today to talk a little bit about the National Board Certification Program and and, um, your interest and um, how it works in our district. And um, I'm just wondering, as we wrap up today, if there's any last thoughts or or, um, ideas that you might want to share with the listeners.
1: I do have one. Um, I would really encourage people to stick with the process, even if they are struggling. Uh, I did not do very well the first time I took the exam because I covered a lot of ancient history, which is not what I teach at the high school level. Um, And so I had to retake part of that uh, major exam, not the whole thing. Luckily, if you do well on parts of it, they keep the scores for you, which is great. Um, But just really encouraging people, like even if they don't get it, the first go, go through, there's a lot of, again, reflecting in a process where you can continue to work on it without having to start over from scratch, right? Like keeping the parts that went well for you and continuing to work on the areas where you struggled. So not to give up if it doesn't, if they don't get it in the first try.
3: I think my message um, to anyone who was considering certification is to look at this as your way to have continued professional development and continued work throughout your career. Um, this is not a one and done. This is not a, take some courses and move forward and forget about it. This is something that will stick with you. And if you put your heart into it and you put your passion into it, it will transform your teaching and it will make you a better educator, which in turn is going to show through with your students. And, um, I think that's, that's what's kept me going and i think when i you know when things got tough in this last year what do i know what do i know about my kids what do i know about my instruction how can i use that to move forward and i just think it's something you can pull back through no matter what the situation is in your career to help you you know move forward
2: absolutely building on lindsay and michelle's responses not to sound like a cheesy bumper sticker but i truly think national board is a beginning it is not an end destination Um, when I think about kind of where I was as a teacher and how transformative that was and how much just happier it made me, how much more connected I felt to my students. And so then this concept of student voice and choice really got resonating in my brain. I ended up taking a chance and becoming an instructional coach. And several years later, I went for a doctoral program and lo and behold, the subject of my dissertation was getting more student voice into teacher practice. And I don't think that would have happened, honestly, if I had not been able to go through that national board process. Um, So again, I cannot say enough good things about it. Um, it's, It's just, it is truly transformative to your teaching.
0: Well, I can tell today just by your enthusiasm and passion for the program that it really has been beneficial. I know as superintendent, I get to see uh, teachers walk through this process and I've heard stories and I can see how it impacts classrooms. And um, I just appreciate your commitment and your advocacy and support um, for this, ca- this process of collaboration and continuous improvement. And um, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about it. And we hope that uh, people will reach out to you, Michelle, and perhaps pursue uh, this as an opportunity in the future. So thanks again.
2: Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. It was fun. Mm
0: Well, and those of you that have been listening know that we've been posting a Voices of D303 podcast once a week now for the last several months. And um, we really do enjoy having an opportunity to highlight the people and programs of District 303. And um, we want to let you know that uh, we are going to be taking a break for the month of July. Uh, So we won't have any new content for you, but we'll be looking the very first week of August uh, for some new uh, Voices of D303 podcasts to be posted. So thanks for joining in and listening. And we We look forward to sharing more with you in August.